What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the touchiest topics with an additional touch of what, Terence? Global humor. Global humor. Global, why? Why global. you feeling very, very worldly today? Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about today. Uh, right, related to our yeah, topics, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is lah, but that was not meant to jump straight into the topics. I was just setting you up for some small talk first. Uh. Not yeah, in the mood yeah, for yeah. small talk small now. Talk. We need to yeah, like, I'm just giving some, you something to small talk some about. Some banter. Like. <laughs> you know, like it's just you talking and small talk, small talk. How's your week? Yeah, hey, no lah. No lah, why do you think I never give you time to talk? I always give you time to talk. No parents. God, but it's just like small talk lah. So I'm just like, okay, let's let's fill it up with like something related to what we're going to be actually talking about in the podcast. Okay, okay, but, but, yeah. but and that is the, the worldliness of the topics lah. I mean, Correct. one very local, one very worldly lah. Yeah. But, right. but before we go there, before we yes. take the proverbial trip down uh the, the you know the, the, the down the Nile on this river on this global river cruise uh mm, mm. what is it the, what's the one thing that we need to plug and tell everyone um just a throwback to what we used to plug for the longest time um just the podcast la. uh i think it's been a while since we've kind of uh just just asked our listeners who have helped this podcast grow to like the size it is today, we are mm. super grateful and we do want it to continue to grow. La. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you have thoughts about this podcast, even if you're angry with this podcast and you want other people to feel what you're feeling, it would be great if you could just share this with one person who may not have heard of us. La. Correct, correct. And also and also on Apple uh, to give us a, a rating, a comment. Uh, Spotify, they have their ratings also, I believe. Mm. Uh, and just yeah, hit us up there. Um, join our Reddit and 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 join the Yalabad movement. Yeah. Like everything's a movement now, right? The community, like the community, the the community. Yeah. Yes, correct. Correct. But yes, uh, yeah. Let's jump right into it. The first topic jump that right you're, I, I'm sure you're damn excited about, lah. Yeah, because I mean, it's proven to be a lot more interesting than I first thought it would be, lah. Mm, mm, um, mm. I mean, it's around a specific athlete called uh, Eileen Gu who is a United States-born skier mm. Mm. who now skis for China. Yep, yep. And who, as of, I think, yesterday, she just won her first uh, Winter Olympic gold medal at the mm. age of 18. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was it was incredible. If you see the video, like her, I think she, in the last, the third and final round where she was trailing the French athlete who's like a multiple winner before, she attempted a stunt she had never tried before for the first time and she pulled it off. La. Yeah, the 1620. 1620. Yeah, I mean. 1620. It's, I mean, the clips are there online and it's it's ridiculously incredible. Also because I think skiing mm. is such a thing that's so foreign to Singapore. Mm. And then you see it, it's almost like another planet. La. Correct, correct, correct. Um, but yeah, so she won gold. She still has two events coming up. Mm. Um, she's competing in half-pipe, big air and slope style. This was the event for big air. Mm. But the broader conversation has kind of revolved around her citizenship mm. um, and the fact that she was born in the US, spent fif- uh, 15 years there before deciding to represent China. Correct, correct, correct. And yes. that's a, it's a, yeah, like, it's a very big deal because uh, on social media right now, in both China and the US, like, I think. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's trending on Twitter. Her name is trending on Twitter and, and it is... The reason why I say it was a lot more interesting than I thought... At first, I was like, okay, you know, 
athletes, there are many athletes who grew up in one country and then switch their representation to another country. Mm. But this one, because it's US and China, mm. it is exponentially more interesting. And also her background and and other things that have been going on in this Olympics in China. Mm. Yeah. But but what was your your take on it or what a like when you first saw it, did it already intrigue you? Uh it's to say the least, it's uh quite surprising. I mean, I I haven't been following these Winter Olympics, uh, because mm. I'm not very sure where to watch them. Actually, uh, I mm. I actually want to I want to watch them because yeah, you know, I've always uh been very interested to to you know visit like the colder parts of China, like the Haiping mm. and all that. But but never had a chance to. Uh, but what I guess what is surprising is that, uh, you know, people our generation. Like you would mm. never imagine anyone saying, uh, one day when I grow up, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch allegiance to to China. And I'm saying as a uh, the majority Chinese in Singapore, like, right? Mm-hmm. You never hear any uh, Chinese Singaporean saying one day when I when I become a you know when I get older, I'm gonna change my citizenship to China, lah. Uh, yeah. I've we've only heard the other way around, lah, right? Where Chinese Chinese nationals uh leave China. And become mm. American, British, you know, Canadian, Singapore, whatever. But yeah. uh, for such a high-profile American gold medalist, American-born gold medalist athlete to switch allegiance and then subsequently win the gold medal for the motherland of China, um, mm. I think it tells you where, you know, where where the global balance of power is headed towards as well, you know. Mm. And this on the yeah. back of like you know our time uh, during our time like last time it was a uh, anytime you were a scholar like you were a scholar right like going to China mm. and studying was never never yeah. and like a, <laughs> an option like, right like going to, it's always going to US going to UK Australia maybe um, but <clears throat> going to China was like maybe only one I only know maybe like one or two people who even entertained the idea and then in university mm. I think I had a couple of friends who went to China on exchange. And they they yeah. were saying that oh it's a very interesting experience and everything, but now there are people who are like you know lining up to enter China Chinese universities and and scholarships to go to Chinese universities and all that, so yeah, it's and, really a big changer. And even like uh, parents wanting to teach their kids, let's say if they are not of Chinese uh, ethnicity, uh, and wanting to teach their kids Chin- Chinese mm, or Mandarin, mm, correct, you know? correct. Um, and and yeah, like what you say is quite funny because I remember. When when I was in school, you know, anyone who went to China for exchange, the most common reaction was like, huh, why? Yeah. But then now yeah. if you tell people you're going to China for exchange, you're like, yeah, duh. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So so off the back of that, this whole thing is quite interesting. Like. So so maybe I'll just give a overview of who this athlete Eileen Gu is. Because chances are if you're listening to this, you've probably heard her name mm. or seen her trending on Twitter. Um, she she was born to a Chinese mother and an American father. Yep. She was born in September 20, 2003 in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, she grew up in San Francisco. Her mom got her into skiing. And um, I think early on when she was young, she already started competing yep. uh, or skiing from the age of like uh, four, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, then she started representing US in international events. Uh, a whole bunch were the most... Um, the biggest competitions was in 2020 at the Winter Youth Olympics. She already started winning gold medals. Mm, um, mm. At the Winter X Games, she won two more gold medals. So she's like a legit freestyle skier. Mm. Um, but it was in 2019, uh, she announced to the world that she will be competing to 
uh, for China in the uh, in the Beijing 2020 Olympics lah, 2022 yeah. Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so at that point in time already, uh, it caused some controversy. But then now that she's won gold, and I think before this she was kind of like the poster girl for the event. Because mm. uh, she's also a model, right? Mm. She's also very photogenic. She's a model. She's very eloquent. So she became like the poster girl. But I admittedly had never heard of her until she won gold and this whole debate uh, erupted. La. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But, but yeah, when, when so, you say debate, what's the debate going on? The debate right now, I mean, whoa, there's so many things. Okay, so first of all, I think there, it still seems unconfirmed what her actual nationality status is. Because mm. I don't think she's publicly said she has given up US citizenship, but Chinese law requires uh, 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 bans dual citizenship. Mm, yeah. So you get other US athletes, you know, maintaining their dual citizenship when they represent another country. But for China, you can't. Mm. And I think she's been quite skillful at, uh, at kind of managing those sort of questions. So I've tried to Google, I've tried to dig, but there's no confirmation yeah. whether or not she has given up her US citizenship. But she's representing China. Mm. Um. And then also the thing about how um, the the fact that there are other athletes who have switched nationality, why doesn't anyone care about them? Um, mm. There are some who have done really well, there are some who have done not so well. The biggest contrast is Tsu Yi. Am I saying that name? Tsu Yi, uh, yeah. The skater, the figure skater. Yeah, formerly so known as was, Beverly Tsu. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, formerly known as Beverly Tsu. She was trending a few days ago because... Uh, she's American-born, mm. uh, and then she decided to represent China in 2018 onwards. Like, and she had a fall during her routine, and she finished last place, I think, a few days ago. Yeah. And she got destroyed by the China- Chinese internet. Like. Yeah, correct. I think 200 million impressions uh, with the hashtag uh, 2E has fallen or something, and people were saying, mm. you know, you took a spot of a Chinese athlete, um, and it's not fair, bro. So... Those were the two things that stuck out for me. But what about mm. you? Uh? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that one's interesting also because uh, a lot of people ask why the different treatment. Like, because both both this uh, Tsu Yi and uh, Eileen Gu, they're both born in California and, mm. and both are now, you know, like competing for for China. And both have, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether renounce their citizenship in the US or what, but definitely there have been steps taken, like, right, to become mm. naturalized uh, citizens of China at least, um, you know, to qualify for Olympics. So the, I don't know whether it's, this is, okay, this is speculation on my part, lah, right? About mm. why social media is behaving so differently between these two. Um, because Eileen Gu is of mixed ethnicity, right? Mm. Mixed ethnicity, uh, that means she has an American dad, lah. Uh, an mm. American dad who we're not very sure about ethnicity, but if you look at Eileen Gu, you know that she's not, uh, you know, like ethnicity wise, she's not 100%. Her parents are not both Chinese, lah, right? Or at least mm-hmm. not both uh, so called Han Chinese in that in that way, lah, right? Um, yeah. So she's of mixed eth- ethnicity, and, and so it's, it's something that feels a bit more exotic in China. Uh, mm. Plus the fact that she speaks Chinese really fluently. Like, like uh, you've watched videos of her. She she speaks like I mean almost like native Chinese and and probably better than most Singaporeans, uh, but mm. she's also spe- she also speaks English, whereas uh Tsui doesn't doesn't speak Chinese well uh. so mm. but but Tsui looks like you know she her she looks entirely of uh, Chinese ethnic heritage uh. so mm. there is that I guess that implicit bias 
Like when you see a foreigner or someone who looks like a foreigner speaking your language so well versus someone who looks like a local but doesn't speak your local language well. Lah. Then immediately oh. you're like, oh, what the hell is this? What is this nonsense, you know? Like you, you're mm. too good too good for us, that kind of thing. Lah. Whereas the other mm. one on the other side is, wow, not bad. You actually took the effort and, and all that to learn our language and all. Lah. So that might be yeah. might explain it. Lah. I mean, I get... Uh, so just to point out one thing, um, according to Wikipedia, Tsui actually relinquished her US citizenship in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so uh, for all the stuff around around Eileen Gu, there's nothing that conclusively says whether she relinquished or not. Lah. So mm. that's one point of um, debate. But I think what you're, you're saying is, is interesting lah, because on one hand, on the internet, people are saying, first of all, Eileen Gu is 18 years old. Mm. Like, can you imagine... 18 years old being the center of so much attention, both positive and negative, because a lot of the outlets in the West, are sh- in the US like especially, are shitting on her and calling her a traitor, right? Yep, yep. Um, and in China, she's the darling, especially after winning the gold. So for an 18-year-old, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. But then it also brings up these sort of stuff where people dig and it's just, it, I find it quite fascinating what is happening like, because um, we've all... We have even spoken about how the the Chinese internet sometimes can be uh, very like a mob like mentality, la, mm, right? Mm, mm. Uh, I think even Singapore can now a few times. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So it feels like is it just that Eileen Gu hasn't put a step wrong yet? Um, she's she's like the poster girl in every way. She just won a gold medal. Mm. But what will happen if she doesn't perform, lah? They'll tear they'll tear her down. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because we've literally seen it happen to that that Tsui uh, um, uh, athlete, but it didn't occur to me the fact that yeah, even the optics of it, Tsui looks uh, like mainland, like like she's from China, but she can't mm. speak the language. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. That is that is interesting, man. Yeah, and and yeah, um, I mean, uh, not not trying to flex my privilege here and everything, lah. Right. But uh, mm. as a as a Chinese person in, in Singapore so it's uh it's it's very uh I I, I know I'm still grappling with the that feeling like that of like what what kind of pride would you as a Chinese Singaporean feel seeing you know uh China really rise up to the world stage like right this is the potential mm. of, of China that that was has been spoken about for decades already like right and literally mm. Uh, yeah, like American kids are ditching citizenship to to you know compete for China. Uh, you know, like so, and as as a you know majority Chinese population in Singapore, uh, a lot. Of, I think there are there are actually large swaths of Chinese people who believe that uh there should that that Singaporean Chinese should be you know also um sort of uh proud of the mainland so to speak, proud of the motherland. And, and and um yeah it's just a very different kind of a different different perspective from how how it was when we were growing up like right you know yeah i'm sure even even as non chinese you also understand the the different perceptions of when, when last time when you say prc uh in school and everything mm. yeah it, it was it was uh, almost like a like a it was a, it was veering on like a derogatory term like right when you call someone a pr mm. prc or whatever now it's mm. like now it's like wow you know you represent the PRC and everything and it, it, it seems like there's much more there's much more uh, heft to the name lah. So so yeah. it, even as a Chinese person, it's 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 something very new to me. It's something I'm still grappling with as well. Lah. 
So you feel prouder, is it, every day when you leave your house? I mean, but the, but you know of 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 the diff, you know you know what's going on in China, right? Like like you know like the crackdown on free speech and everything, and you know yeah. certain things are not done properly, uh, not not done in the right way, lah, right? In China, and, and you know, and, and then on the there's a, on the side note, there's the whole Peng Shui thing going on with the mm. tennis player. She's like cheering on the athletes, but and then she gave an interview recently, and I mean, it's a whole other matter, lah, but. Uh, it just doesn't feel so just something feels off like, right about what she's saying now you know so, so mm. it's kind of scary uh, at the same time like, when you when you see China becoming so powerful but and people being subservient to to the official state narrative and all that like, right but but have you come across Singaporeans who you sense a bit more pride now that China is becoming like a legit superpower like? uh I think um, you know in your Chinese people meet up, you know your weekly yeah. Chinese people meet up. No, you know the prevalence of uh, old people watching, watching uh a lot of like Chinese YouTube like clip news clips, right? Oh and yeah, it seems yeah. like yeah older. Uh, I see a lot of older people starting to really look towards Chinese news for as like legit sources of 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 information la. Like they mm. feel like Singapore is too <laughs> sanitized, too censored, so. <laughs> yeah, literally over Chinese New Year, I was, I, was, I was meeting relatives that tell me, oh, they watch two news only from two sources, from US, either from US networks or Chinese networks. They won't watch CNA and all that, uh, you know? Oh, really? Because yeah. they feel like they oh. get a more balanced perspective of the of the world. And with that, they can, you know, go and play stocks and everything and they understand they understand the world better. Uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, so on that note... Crazy, on the note, my mom also was, has started watching more Indian news. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The motherland. So, the motherland. <laughs> and it's and it's so like interesting because sometimes when I watch it, some newscasters or some news shows really have a bone to pick with China. Yeah, like anything. They re- they, I think as of a few weeks ago, they still refer to it as the Wuhan virus. <laughs> and I'm watching Wuhan it, virus. I'm like, whew, okay, that, that's very political. But then, yeah. but then I think you brought up one thing which is interesting about China's kind of uh, the the world's impression of China because mm. one thing that people have pointed out is that Eileen Gu she has been quite vocal about Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate in the US mm. right mm. but then there's been almost no talk of it um in uh, about the issues in in China la. and not mm. maybe maybe because okay to to her credit she is an athlete right and mm. even if you look at all her press conferences the way she answers questions i'm like oh shit for an 18 year old that's that's fucking dope like it's almost it's almost a like like super super polish in a way that that is very pr friendly yeah um so she her big thing is that um her focus is on sports like her motivations what she said in public is because when she used to go to china every summer or spend time there the sport of skiing is really not that big over there like i think up to this Olympics, China has only won one Winter Olympics gold. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so for, for her, it's always been, um, okay, uh, oh no, sorry, one Olympic, go- uh, Winter Olympic gold in 2018, sorry. Oh, Not okay. all, all the way okay. in 2018. I see, I see. Um, but, but she was saying that in China, yeah, the sport is not that big and if she can inspire people there to appreciate the sport, that's what she wants. Like, and she also has said before that she wants to use her role to bring countries together which I think is damn noble uh. but then when you step back and look at it um, there's this really good article on The Economist mm. um, 
you have to just sign up with a uh, email to get get access to it. But it's called Cold Warrior Why Eileen Gu Ditch Team USA to Ski for China, and it really goes deep into the history of her relations with China. Have you come across that article? Uh, no, but I have. Yeah, I have been like reading out on why she switched as well, lah. So yeah. that's why I so, wanted to ask you, you. You say it's very noble, but you're saying that in the sense that uh, this was before you you actually read up about it, lah. About. Yeah, I mean noble. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your question? What were you, what were you gonna ask? No lah. I mean, it's a bit like when when I, remember, I mean, wow, this is gonna make me sound really old, but I remember when David Beckham first. Uh, I think he 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 left Real Madrid, then he mm. he signed for LA Galaxy in the US, the MLS, mm. and that was the start of like big name, big name European players moving to the US lah. And then he mm. and then he came out and self marketed it as like you know yeah I want to bring the sport of of football to a global audience in the US and make mm. make uh, make uh you know soccer soccer la, so to speak popular in mm. the US for the first time and everything la. and then he just made mm. it sound really really noble when uh actually there was you know there was a lot of I mean obviously money was a big driver plus plus the fact that he wanted to uh grow his career in Hollywood la, right. You know, by yeah. moving to LA and everything like that. So, so there was a lot of uh, uh, other aspects besides be, be the the noble cause of spreading the sport to another country, yeah. You know, so yeah. so, so the, yeah. I, I'm reminded of that like, When when this Eileen goes, says, yeah, she wants to inspire millions to to love love uh, winter sports as well, like. So so that's where like where I find that interesting is because that like I mean I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that that is her motivation that's her nobility speaking and she has a very noble goal but when I start thinking about the people around her and the politics involved right that's when mm. I feel like hmm okay um because okay this economist article they granted that um I don't know economist economist is definitely not a Chin- Chinese uh, publication or media house lah right so mm. take it with a pinch of salt. But then they did go into how the history of Eileen Gu, I think one of her earliest patrons uh, financially um, was was a Chinese uh, lecturer mm. or businessman who set up commercial sponsorships with her when she was young. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently what this article also says is that after she won uh, in 2019, she flew over to to China for a meeting. Mm. And then like a, a short while later, she was standing with presidency. Uh, saying that she's going to represent China, lah. Mm, mm. So it then it goes in and like talks about how even her mom incorporated a company called Dreams Come Gu in the US, <laughs> and then it kind mm. of talks about okay, like uh the economics. And if you look at it angle, okay, if she's going to do super well in the US, but she's going to do like ridiculously well in China mm. with regards to sponsorships, support, and she's really like the poster child. I mean, ultimately, if you're choosing one over the other. That's your choice, like. I think what makes it crazily interesting is the is the countries involved. Yeah, actually, I mean, you kind of think about it. Like, um, if she won the gold medal and she was American as well, she would mm. also get uh, a lot of uh sponsorships and 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 and, and fame as well, like, Right? I mean, think mm. about Michael Phelps and 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 all that as well. So. Mm. <sighs> I guess the the amount of money that it must have been uh offered too good to refuse lah, whatever it was that yeah. that she discussed with the Chinese side. I mean, speculating, speculating. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I I do feel like uh, yeah, even before these Olympics, her face was already apparently plastered all over billboards in China and everything. 
And mm. uh, this winning this Olympic gold was only uh, an an affirmation of her of her stardom, lah, Right? It was. I don't mm. think. I don't think it's is what launched her stardom. She's already considered very uh very like like very a prodigy, la, Right? Yeah, big name yeah. in China. Everything already. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's still, it's still. If it's, uh, it's hard to say this entire monet entirely a monetary decision because. You know, it's uh I mean, I would also imagine there's a lot of money involved, like if it's in the US. Yeah, but then is that something that you would feel that is uh? Oh, okay, so maybe what just reading everything that we have read so far, like what are your thoughts about her choosing to represent China? Do you think she's a traitor or no? No, I mean it's like like you said, there's a lot of different considerations for it, and she just as an athlete, a very with a very sh- short shelf life. Uh, it, it's her prerogative like, to choose mm. what's best for her like, because you know um, yeah it's I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, I, you know athletes moving countries is such a normal thing right we've already had so many mm. foreign born uh, talents join our national team and all that and, and some of them even make the make it make Singapore their home and also who are we to say that you know they are not they're not any more Singaporean than, than we are, you know? Other than, yeah. other than they, you know, some of them never do national service and all that, but that's another topic entirely. But yeah, I mean, for, for her, yeah, if she, she makes that, that's how she wants to 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 live. And and uh, supposedly, there might have been, um, they might have been more lenient on the dual citizenship uh, for, for these foreign-born athletes. Uh. Like China mm. might have bent its own rules for her. If, if she's mm. able to pull that kind of diplomatic stunt with China, um, it's true that maybe it, she might be the kind of uh, bridge that, that the Chinese and, and the Chinese people in the Western world need right now, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, so I mean, even in Singapore, we have changed our national policies for star athletes, right? Like yeah. Joseph Schooling being able to defer and all that. Yeah. Um, and I know they've gotten a lot of shit for footballers, but that's because the deferment applies more to individual. Not say it applies more to individual sports. It's just a lot harder for a team sport, someone from a team sport to get it. Lah. But then on yeah. the topic of like athletes changing uh, nationalities, I can imagine one thing people pointing out is that, yeah, okay, if you change and you're mediocre, no one gives a shit. Lah. Exactly. But then there's this poor vaulter called Armand Gustave Duplantis, mm. who is the current world indoor world record holder and um, outdoor uh, like he's got a world best for outdoor and he's a current Olympic champion so he's like fucking top of his game and he yep. grew up in the US uh, and at the age of uh, in his teens uh, he he decided he chose to rep- start representing Sweden mm, mm. yeah so no yeah so so that's where it just feels like yeah this has happened he's been accepted by Sweden no one in America gives a shit but this one is just because it's China right mm. and like what you said, like it, it's kind of symbolizing like last time everybody thought US has the end destination to get to. You know, like you yeah. make it to US, you're big. Now is China taking that place? Yeah. Or you can imagine America, the media outlets, you know, just like fucking pissed off and they are la. Yeah. But but, but, let's, but so the, here's a question I have for you. Uh. Let's say uh. if one day yeah, or at least not not one day, but back in the day, you you're offered uh you know a chance to represent the Indian national team for for hockey, but you have to mm. renounce your Singapore citizenship and everything lah. Uh, do you think that's something you have done? Um, whew. okay la. I'm I'm gonna 
play with that hypothesis and not ask a whole bunch of other questions uh, about think, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say, I would say, I would be open to it. Mm, how come? Because, fuck. Wow, that's tricky. But okay, so the only reason I would be open to it and it's not an immediate close, mm, right, mm. is because and this might sound super idealistic and blah, 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 blah shit, hmm. but if... You want to inspire millions can... of, of Indian <laughs> yeah. children playing hockey. No. <laughs> no. Like, like Singapore would still hold a very special place in my heart and uh. I do feel very strongly about Singapore sports and if going there... Wow. If going there means that... Can inspire Singaporeans thing, to, play, to play. Yeah, and then like come back and try and do something and I know I know a lot of people say that I know a lot of people say oh you know like yeah when I work hard now in the soulless company and give back when I'm older but that would be something on my mind which is why I can't say for sure it would be a confirmed no for me mm, mm, yeah but, but what about for you if they said you know like you renounce uh, Singaporean citizenship to like um, what's basketball to oh. represent China lah um, I mean, uh, I guess yeah, it would you would have to be open to it, Especially coming from Singapore, where mm. the opportunities are much less. I mean, we're not even just talking about representing the country or what, Right? But what do you do after you retire and all that as well, right? As a mm. Singapore, if you are a Singapore athlete, what do you do after you retire? You know, uh, I, mm. I mean, you obviously yeah, You can continue building the next generation on that, but but. But, you know, you need to also take care of yourself, your family, and have a job and everything after sacrificing your body for the country and all that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's not like... It's not a sports, unfortunately. It's not like army where you sign on, then you have an iron rice bowl for for the next 20 years, that kind of thing, right? Mm. Uh, sports is like, the moment you are, you're not it, you're not it, lah, and you're not, or you get injured or some unfortunate thing happens. Your, your, your shelf life is just really that short, no? And... Um, it's if 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 being an athlete is your key consideration in your true desire in life, then yeah, you really have to 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 weigh all these options very carefully, lah. You know, we are including weighing them against, uh, you know, the whatever citizen or whatever country you're gonna you're gonna be, lah. That's the mm. that's the unfortunate. That that's the, I guess this is one of the the trade offs that athletes have to do, you know, they they have mm. to decide for themselves. And I think a lot of athletes. Uh, have done that, you know, the athletes who move from China to uh, to other countries like Singapore, you know, and, and have, have done well for themselves here. Uh, so it, it's, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, like, especially because we're from Singapore, I think it, the decision is is a lot, uh, uh, I wouldn't say harder, I think I would say it's actually a, a much clearer decision. Like if you are, if you want to be a, a world-class athlete and you want to make it big mm. on the world stage and have a, you know, a long career or what lah, yeah. Mm. And I think also, I mean, okay, maybe when I was younger, I would have the idealistic thing, you know, anything is possible if you put your mind to it. And while I agree, a lot of things are possible if you put your mind to it, there are a lot of other factors that come into play for anyone to achieve a level of success lah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's why that's, that's something that uh, it, it is the reality. Mm. Um, but then also now, I think the whole concept of like this global citizen, or not say global citizen, like growing up and spending 
amounts of time in different countries are, are becoming more commonplace. Mm. They're still the minority. But I think people migrating, spending time abroad is becoming more commonplace. So maybe that's why also my mindset is like, are we are we really as tied to a certain country as we were maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where you cannot mm. even imagine migrating? La. Yeah, correct. La. And don't forget the... But, like this Eileen Gu, I think she's still free to travel between the US and China. And, yeah. and she's still free to, you know, uh, I mean, you know, live in San Francisco and then go and then spend half the time in China as well. But the unfortunate truth is that in Singapore, it's like if, you, if you're if you like, you know, that football uh, prodigy Ben Davies, he wanted, mm. he wanted to defer or, or postpone his NS a little bit so that he could play in the Premier League and then, and then after that come back, right, or something. Mm. Uh yeah, we basically give you an option. Either you fucking serve your NS first or you or you or you get Fuck lost. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We give, I mean we that's yeah. that's the black and white option that we gave him already. So yeah, as a you know, if you want to make it as an athlete in Singapore, unfortunately, uh, these are the choices you have to make. Uh. Whereas Eileen Gu, I think she mm. still has the luxury of sort of straddling two two boats uh, at the same time. And she doesn't need to do NS. Yeah. Can you imagine? Exactly. Like after Olympic, you you finish in uh, what February? You enlist for our girls go army part yeah. three, uh, in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, and then the the thing is, you know, you say she can tra- uh, travel between the two countries. Then you know, Tsui, she actually lives in Beijing, no? Mm, so mm. she really, really fucking give it, up uh, US citizenship, yeah, lives yeah, in yeah. Beijing, yeah. and kind of shit on yeah. by so much of the country's internet. But here's where here's where it got interesting. I think the Eileen Gu came out and said that actually, if you, I think she commented on the on Instagram what that actually if you look at. Chinese social media, ninety percent of the comments are are actually positive, even for Tsui. For, for Tsui. Ninety percent is positive. Oh. It's and it's just a uh it's just a perspective of the Western media that oh Chinese netizens are shitting on her and of course there's always gonna be people shitting on you and like, regardless. Even Joseph Schooling mm. also even from Singapore, a small country or so, Joseph Schooling go and, and I mean he represented Singapore, put uh, put his best foot forward and then didn't win a gold medal or what. Also, kind of shit on mm. also, you know. So, she, I think there's, there's also the, the sense that maybe the whole shitting on thing is overblown as well, uh. and Athlete, mm. and, 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 I mean, athletes have bad days. They have bad performances. It's all normal. And then some there'll be criticisms. There'll be some unfounded, unwarranted criticisms. But you know, don't 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 jump to conclude that the Chinese people are shitting on her or tearing her or, down. Or maybe, maybe China has uh, recorded. Ilingu's IP address correct, and then just correct, send correct. her all the positive stuff yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. she opened everything just, positive positive maybe, positive, maybe positive, she, positive yeah positive. that's the thing I mean then you then you see a case like Peng Shui she feels it feels like this like there's some she's wearing an electric collar or something uh. like when she yeah. has to say when anytime she's interviewed she has to say the right thing you know you know she'll get shocked or something it's pretty scary yeah, yeah. it's pretty scary yeah. so that's why so I guess like Eileen Gu will never be able to step away from the fact that now she everything she says is gonna have a a political lens, many mm. political lenses put on it. Like, because even mm. this one thing, her comment which you mentioned, right? A lot of people are refuting, like, saying, hey, you know, like vast majority are brutal, uh, toxic, and blah, blah. So, yeah. so it just feels like, hmm, okay. Maybe the only, and, the and, only people who can really, uh, really, really like, fact check this are Singaporeans. Because uh. we understand, mm. probably understand, the, of my, uh, yeah, we probably understand English insults <laughs> as well as you do the Chinese insults. Uh. So 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 oh, we can go see, and, we can actually go and verify it by reading it, but whether we want to and, wait into the wars and that thing lah, yeah. And I guess why maybe there's a bigger bullseye on Eileen Gu is also because yeah she's an Olympic champion at the age of eighteen. Mm. Um, she's a model. 
She is enrolling into Stanford at the end of this year. She's mm. got fifteen eighty out of sixteen hundred for her SATs, Shit. and it's a, wow. it's it's really like okay, this is the absolute role model, you know, biling very uh, uh comfortably bilingual. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I mean she's she's now now the the it athlete lah for yeah. now for now. Correct, correct. And she still has two more events coming up, no? Yeah, I two think more events on Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so I think it's super interesting. I mean, we'll put a link to all the articles in the in the notes, and yeah, it's it's just interesting to see how it unfolds, lah. Yeah. And just for people to also consume content from the haters and the people who are defending her, mm. just and correct, correct. form your own opinions, yeah, man. Form your own opinions, but uh, yeah, lah. Cool. We go from this global topic of of net <laughs> of um, of like political of huge political significance. Uh, to a very also what is very important topic in Singapore, which is yeah. the, which is uh yeah is is concerning, uh foul play in our supermarkets. Yeah. Uh. I from, love that pun. From the global to the heartlands. Uh. Yeah, global, global to the heartlands. So can you tell us what is what is foul play that has been discovered in uh, our supermarkets? Yeah, alleged foul play, lah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it. I mean, it all started on February six when uh, when a woman posted online that the NTUC FairPrice boneless chicken breast labeled mm-hmm. sh- label showed two hundred and twenty four grams of chicken breast. Mm-hmm. But when she weighed it at home, it was mm-hmm. only one hundred and sixty five grams. Oh shit! One hundred and sixty five grams, yo, and yeah. at a price of ten point eight dollars, ten dollars eighty cents per kilogram. That's what, like eighty cents, yeah. which is uh, fuck, like eighty, eighty. Oh shit, eighty cent, eighty grams, eighty. Yeah, it was about eighty plus cents. Mm. Uh, more expensive, mm, mm. right? So that's not cool, man. Yeah. And you see, so so that went on TikTok, and then um, like more people on social media started sharing their their actual uh chicken breast weight versus their. <laughs> supposed labeled breast uh chicken breast weight. Mm. And, I mean, yeah, there's a whole discussion about that like and I think NTUC has come out as of February seventh saying, please contact them directly if pricing of items wrong. Don't circulate unverified claims. Which yeah. is true la, like someone correct. weighing at home. Correct, correct. You never know la. Yeah. So right. so yeah. Why 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 was why is this a uh, topic of, of such great importance? Uh? Because <laughs> I know you were not the keenest mm. to talk about NTUC right. chicken, but you I were just, very excited about this topic. Uh. you were like, oh, oh god, I, I'm going, I'm going to go ape shit on this topic, right? No, <laughs> not say ape shit lah. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought it was interesting because you know one label we have as Singaporeans is that we just follow rules and we never question. And here we are on our podcast, mm. you know, like, like saying entertain dangerous questions. I have never once questioned the weight of my chicken breast. <laughs> hey, just never. FYI, you say as Singaporeans. <laughs> The person who questioned it is actually Ukrainian. She lives in Singapore, but she's Ukrainian. She's oh, is the it? One, yeah, she's the one that published <laughs> it on TikTok. So it's not even a Singaporean who questioned it. Lah. Oh, yeah, correct. Because Singaporean, you like label, it has to be 242 yeah, it grams. It must be correct. Must it be has correct. to be. Yeah. Must be correct. Why would chicken breast, why, why would anybody want to? Maybe there's a whole fucking underground ring of people, you know, like kind of the black market of chicken breast where they yeah. slice off a bit of the breast, uh, combine it into some nugget or something. <laughs> right. So I just found it interesting because no one, I think even in the US, there have been people who have kind of recorded how long the parking meters go and have gone viral because of that. In Singapore, I don't recall anyone trying to kind of verify all this, you know, mm. all these claims. Yeah. Um, and I just found it interesting. And I mean, I mean, FairPrice 
came out uh, saying that please contact them directly, you know. Mm. And then, on the flip side, because <laughs> I think, like, outlets like Mothership went to weigh and compare all the chicken breasts in the markets. Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, Sheng Shiong and Cold Storage apparently give more chicken yeah. than the weight. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is like quality journal- journalism <laughs> at its finest, uh, really. <laughs> Like the the the, the pressing, most <laughs> pressing issues of the day. Yeah, and I mean they go quite detailed. Is it Sheng Shiong gave eight point three percent more chicken than indicated, mm. while Cold Storage gave twenty five percent more chicken. Mm. So, like, do you still not give a shit about this article? <laughs> I mean, um, I, I think the 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 bigger thing for me was like uh, like what NTUC said lah. If if mm. there was a, such a an issue with it. Why didn't she bring bring it back to NTUC or anything like that? Lah, as opposed mm. to posting it on social media. Because like it could have been just, you know, human error for one for one thing. And uh mm. I think it's always important. I mean, in this day and age, because of COVID and everything, you know, businesses also trying to 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 do things properly, but it's tough because of, you know, People got COVID, can't come to work, they have to find replacement, blah, blah, blah. All these kind of issues, like, right? Personal mm. issues that maybe, yeah, like, some old auntie or what got it wrong. And uh, and then now it's blown up into some big thing on social media. Then maybe the auntie mm. has to lose her job because she didn't do it correctly or what, like. As opposed to give them give them a chance to to do service recovery, like, right? Like, like maybe mm. you got it wrong, then they'll give you a $10 voucher the next time you come, or they'll... Whatever lah, they'll find some way to compensate you for your time and your and and all that lah. It's because it's not a life or death kind of thing lah, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm. That's why I don't like so much about social media that people just take to social media and you only see one side of it. You don't see, you know, the, that there's someone also running the business or someone who's the one literally putting these, doing the weight, the weighing of these of these chickens, and there's the job, and and you know you you sort of jeopardize the job when you when you merely complain about them on social media lah. Mm. But a- according to her, she said, based on the Mothership article, that this was not the first time encountering a label, an item label with the wrong weight. And on a previous occasion, she noticed a pos- possible discrepancy. Uh, but at that point, the staff helped her relabel the item. Mm. Then, so, I mean, yeah, so she should say, have, then she should have done that again, right? Again, then, then like, how many times you wanted to relabel her chickens? Yeah? Uh, I mean, it, it's... I mean, yeah, two, three times, you know, this is just us. La. It's not it's not that we, we can't speak English or anything like that, right? Mm. Yeah. But would it be, would you feel differently if it was, let's say, not NTUC, uh, maybe it was like uh, a more, like, what's that, Jones the Grocer or something? One of those more atas places? Uh, no, la, I mean, it's it's just... I mean, it's, it's all, they're all businesses all trying to survive as well. I just remember very distinctly when, because uh, I, I, I think I got my, I got my Christmas dinner last year from uh, Ryan's the Grocer. Ryan's mm. Grocer. And you know, I mean, it was a bit pricey and everything. And then I went, I went to collect it at at, uh, at the pickup point and everything. It was, it was madness. Uh, it was chaos. Uh, and, you know, of course, I could have flipped out there and say, hey, you know, I'm paying so much for this dinner. How come it's so bad? It feels like... I mean, pasar malam, you know that kind of thing, and and all that. But, but at the end of the day, you know, everyone's trying to get, you know, everyone's trying to feed the family. Everyone's rushing through orders and and stuff like that. And if you're able to still get your food without any huge errors or mistakes, that can't be, 
that you can fix by by taking an extra step by asking a few questions and all that. Why 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 you know be so uh you know why why be a jerk lah basically? Why 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 mm. why choose to be a jerk and, and and you know take out your cameras and all this? I I, I always think that going to social media should be the last resort for these kind of things lah. Yeah, because yeah. it just makes it. No one comes out looking looking good lah. Basically, everyone kind of looks a bit like uh, you you look very nyao and and the the chain also looks like like they don't do their job properly lah. You know. Yeah, but then but then okay. So just to consider the because I'm all, yeah. I also feel like don't just air on social media because you never know the full picture lah. Right. Yeah. But then but then I remember that uh when we because this thing okay let's say is two. Two dollars forty two cents, uh, and it's supposed to be like one sixty or something like. Mm. That's eighty cents, right? Yeah. And I think those sort of things, if it is something that's happening often, it should be rectified, like because those things do add up, mm. right? Um, and I don't know, I don't know to what extent she exhausted the options, um, before posting on social media. Uh, but I think if anything, if this this uh causes like some sanity check of all the weighing things and you know, all across all the grocers, uh. I think I think that's that's important like, because one realization I had was I think when we did the top ten things that were searched last year that episode one of the things that came up was the GST vouchers like, mm, right mm. and 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 my first thought was like okay GST vouchers why is that the most searched thing but then after we talked through it I realized oh shit that was and that was me totally missing the point like that that GST vouchers uh, are very relevant for for people where where that sort of amount still makes a huge difference and they are. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think I think NTUC grocers and all, which is meant to be like uh, for for everyone and not just certain demographics. I think it's important that their pricing also is 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 something they're very careful about, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's why I thought. I mean, for me, the bigger thing was like, oh shit, I've never questioned any of this. Mm-hmm. So are you going to carry a weighing scale with you to the NTUC <laughs> every time you go next time? Fucking everything, man. Well, like you know me also the biscuits no mainly the fresh produce yeah, 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 but yeah. then but then I wouldn't go to social media la. yeah you will go and look for the nearest uh, auntie or what to help you auntie yeah, la, yeah, la. I will try that I will try that I commit to trying that and, yeah, I, and yeah. I urge everyone yeah just in some way I think what you said is is true also la. just a few days ago I think the Ministry of Manpower kind of uh, urged employers to prepare their employees to work longer hours because yeah. of the Omicron spike yeah you know, it's tough. Then, uh. And you yeah, know, like remember in the army last time we always were told like don't 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 jump the the chain of command la, right so to speak. Uh, mm. Because because when you jump the chain and then usually if you jump the chain of command, someone else gets punished la, right. Someone else suffers somewhere somewhere along the chain la, right. Mm. Uh, and then and, and obviously yeah la, So my my thought is always to to to. Give give it a benefit of doubt and try the that the 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 standard chain first lah, right? Then if you're mm. really not not facing any getting any headway or what, then you then you think about options lah. Whereas this but one then, is like straight away or social media. No, but then let's say she did try the chain because she did say what previously. So then how to verify that you have tried the chain? Otherwise, anytime you report on social media, let's say you try fifteen times mm. and you are fucking desperate, uh, and you go to social media. That means what people like should list down the entire process. Yeah, yeah, record down. Yeah, I think I think it's important to record down that you've complained or you've you've t- spoken to a manager or something like that. What right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think there's not too much to ask ask of ask of people uh. 
just to have a bit oh, more so record. Because she, she said, oh, this is not the first time it happened, but we can't, we can't verify that, right? You know? I, um, you can say that. Yeah, lot, yeah, I can say a lot different. Like, like I mean, yeah, even... even uh, I think people, even if it's a small amount of money, people should still, uh, you know, put this, keep these corporations honest, lah, so to speak. Like, you know, mm. like like that day, I think I was overcharged or something at McDonald's. There's a small amount, like, I think like $5 or something. But but I was still like, okay, please, please give me a receipt. And, and yeah, because I, I, I still want to check a few days later, lah, to make sure that I get that refund back, lah. Mm. And I don't think there's too much to ask of, of them, lah, the corporations. Yeah. So see, that's why talking about this article got so many takeaways for life. No, one is you know you should question everything, including your meats and prices. Mm. Two, support like I mean try and help first before shitting on people on social or going to social media straight. Mm. And if you do, must document everything. It's rules for life. No. Yeah, yeah. This is like. I can imagine a, a blog post that you that Harish Tilani will be writing. Yeah, that's why. Always carry what, a, always carry a weighing scale with you when you go to the supermarket. <laughs> what a piece of mispriced chicken taught me about life. Yeah. Your exactly. LinkedIn, this is your next LinkedIn humble break post, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the LinkedIn, the first time will be, I never saw chicken breast this way. Yeah, then yeah. the next paragraph. Yeah. Um, everybody eats chicken breast, but the moment I, I experienced something two days ago, changed my life forever. Yeah. Then next paragraph. Here yeah. are 10 takeaways I have from a piece of mispriced chicken breast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Management, management guru. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Cool. Wow, but her TikTok has 425,000 views here. Yeah, I mean, she's a model, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mm-mm. <coughs> but yeah. So, uh, yes. I mean, uh, maybe we can talk about other things that also make you happy. Like, what's your one short comment? Uh, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I think uh, in the last podcast, someone said that, hey, Terrence, I thought your one short thing in the last episode would have been Rafa Nadal winning his 21st Grand Slams. Uh, 21st Grand Slam after coming back from two sets down. Um, this is from Shah. Shah 7 Reef. I, was, I guess that's supposed to be... Sharif or something. Sharif? Yeah, but uh. there's a seven in the middle. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think um, I, I, I will admit that uh, being a Roger Federer fan, it was much happier for me to see that Nadal was the first one to break the record rather than, than Djokovic. <coughs> and, and Nadal is really, uh, the, the you know, he's the, he's the gentleman of, 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 of men's tennis. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh at the same time I'm still like I I still wish that all three, uh Djokovic, Federer and, and Nadal were really competing in the tournament and then and then someone emerged the winner, la, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it didn't happen that way, so yeah, la, it wasn't as shook for me. So I just wanted to explain why. It's not that I'm bitter against Nadal, la, it's just I wish it happened under better circumstances, that's all. Mm-mm. Um Yeah, so so the for me my one short comment is is a kind of um exchange from two users X, SG Red Shah and USSUES mm. uh, on our latest podcast mm. with Joe Rogan and one of them <coughs> was kind of siding with Joe Rogan uh, SG Red Shah I mean not say siding but just kind of saying that they that they disagree with Joe Rogan but 
um, it's still a platform where people can come out and voice their opinions and 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 they and the next paragraph was a bit of a uh, statement that okay a person of Jorogo's influence still apologizes but the last line was that sorry for ranting guys but this is also the place where I feel that it's appropriate to let my feelings uh, about to let known my feelings about the whole situation which I thought was like oh cool like um, people find this space of our Reddit uh, a space where people can can engage in conversation and I thought oh that's cool mm-hmm. and immediately like after that someone did say that uh, the opposite view like, that if you're receiving 100 million for content like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. it has to stand up to scrutiny like, and if you need to apologize and all that then so be it so I thought yeah oh that's that's kind of symbolic of of our Reddit which yeah. I appreciate yeah 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 it's a very interesting it's a very interesting discussion uh, this whole Joe Rogan thing and it continues to evolve man yeah yeah, correct. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, shout it's out. a shout out to them, man. Yeah, and uh, and we we always end with this uh thing that uh makes us all smile. What is your one shock yes. thing other than Eileen Gu? Uh, my one shock thing is because recently I've kind of been binge watching uh Dave the show by Little Dicky, right? Mm. But the one shock thing for this week is one. Uh, of his videos which he released like years ago of him mm. as a rapper which I just rewatched and it's still fucking good like. it's called it's called Save That Money mm. um, and the whole premise of the video was he was trying to make the most epic looking rap video with all the mansions and fast cars and and women uh, and without having to spend any money on it at all so the video is a mix between him knocking on doors in LA, asking whether he can shoot in the house for 10 minutes, going to car dealerships and asking if they can borrow the Lambo mm. for 10 minutes and the actual song, which is a great song. And I just thought, wow, this guy, uh, mm. fucking inspirations. Yeah. come a long way. But uh, yeah, that one's a real classic, a real YouTube it's classic. It's a classic, man. Yeah. It's really a classic. And there's a 20-minute documentary on the side of that that uh, explains a bit more about the making. But if you watch the video, it's it's enough. Like, it shows... This is just a. It's not only a great song. It's the premise of it. It just feels like wow. It, it's that guy's a genius. No, and it yeah, really so builds on. Thing. It builds on on, on uh, what was very popular on YouTube at that point in time, right? right? You know, hidden camera, yeah. the hidden camera stuff that we used to do a lot of as well. Uh, yeah. So it yeah. was a. Uh, but but they leveled up that that, that whole aspect of it, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah my one shot thing is. Uh, also a bit of a throwback, but but I mean uh, today's is a modern day look at something that happened a long time ago. Uh, I think I, I mentioned there's a one shot thing some time ago, but there's a show about the how the sex tape between Pamela Anderson and mm. Tommy Lee was procured. It's called Pam and Tommy, and mm. uh, I just discovered like literally last night that actually you can watch it on Disney Plus. And yeah, yeah, I saw so, it too. I yeah. saw the thumbnail too. Yeah. Yeah. So and every any new episodes are coming out every Wednesday. So it's not like a binge thing, but it's a you can watch bits of it. So I've I've seen like a, an episode and a half, and yeah, there's as 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 you can imagine from a show about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, there's a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll involved, uh, and Seth Rogen as well. Uh. So so it's, so it's uh, a series. Uh. Yeah, it's a series. It's it's, it's pretty interesting. I think I, I'm learning. Oh. New details about 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 the the sex tape that I didn't I didn't know before like did not not about the sex tape but but about the or surrounding the sex tape like how it was procured and everything. 
Yeah. Oh shit! I think your one shock thing last time was the trailer. The trailer, yeah, the trailer. So because because Lily James was is really like a you know she really looks like what Pamela Anderson used to look like. But now, but but now I'm I'm just talking about the whole show itself was is is quite a revelation. And it's on Disney Plus. You know, aside from mm. watching all that Frozen with your kids, Dave yeah. or Dave, or Dave, Dave yeah. also Disney Plus. You can watch something oh. very adult. Yeah. Disney Plus are uh, killing it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, do check it out, Pam and Tommy. Cool, man. All right. All right. Awesome. Um, no, no thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to you all soon.